0: following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.
1: Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. I just want to take a minute and say hello. I'm on a journey today, and I wanted to take a minute and tell you about the journey that Beverly and I are on. Bev, you want to take a minute and say Hello.
2: Hi guys, welcome everybody. Really be praying for us. We feel like this is just a divine appointment. As Kent has gone back and researched just different prophecies and all of the different words that have come forward over the past two decades in our life, it's amazing that they all seem to be pointing us in this direction. I mean, who would have known that? So we are gonna keep you updated. I've never been to Arizona before, so I'm super excited about this trip. I know God has something great for us there and for the people of Arizona. I think that there's gonna be an amazing spiritual shift. It's already got such a rich spiritual heritage and that we get to be part of that in any small way is just such an honor. So please keep us in your prayers. We love all of you so very much. Unfortunately, I can't see everybody's names Popping up, but Kent will acknowledge that you're there. We sure appreciate your support. We really covet your prayers, and we will be praying for you as well. God bless. God bless. God bless.
1: Thanks, Bev. We're uh, as you as you probably know, we finished all in Alabama uh, in 2020, which was our mandate from the Lord to go to all 67 counties and prophetically align the state of Alabama, which most of you uh, tuned in were a part of. And the next prophecy we stepped into was the prophecy that chuck pierce had in 2008 that alabama would go first and then alaska and arizona and alabama would align and as they aligned prophetically then god would unlock something supernaturally not only in those states but in, but in the united states of america and so uh, that's the journey we're on in this season We've been to Alaska, what was it, Bev, uh, uh, two months ago yes, now? Yeah. Two months ago into Alaska. And so we, we accomplished that. Now we're headed to Arizona, to Tucson, Arizona today. And then we'll culminate back in Alabama in the end of May. And we will have prophetically aligned Alaska, Alabama, and Arizona. And so in that journey, uh, then it's been very powerful and interesting to see how God's unlocking it. Alabama is known as the thicket clearer state. Uh Alaska's known as the state of the future because you can actually stand in Alaska and then you can you can be in yesterday, today and tomorrow in the same time. So there's a spot because of the time zones that you can actually be in yesterday, today and tomorrow in Alaska at the same time. Stepping into the future and then Arizona's known as the resource state or the state of God's enrichment. And so we believe this is being aligned and released prophetically for not only those states, but you and I and the United States of America. And so we appreciate your prayers as we journey. We'll be with our friends Paul, Keith, and Amy Davis, and Chuck Pierce. We'll be there also by video, and uh, we're looking forward to doing something really, really powerful. James Nesbitt will be with us. James received a word that we would need to go to Miracle Valley. Now this is why I wanna land. Miracle Valley was a place just south of Tucson where A.A. Allen had his headquarters. A.A. Allen had some of the most tremendous healing miracles that have ever been documented in history. And so uh, we, James Nesbitt believes that as we go and honor the life of A.A. Allen, that there are miracle angels there in Miracle Valley that we will bring back to these states and unlock to the United States of America. While we were traveling uh, just here a a short while ago, I got a prophecy or a reminder of a prophecy uh, about us walking in that anointing of A.A. Allen, the triple A, triple A states, triple A name, A.A. Allen. We believe this is a season where God is going to unlock unusual miracles in the lives of believers. Now what's gonna be different in my opinion is in the past moves of God, believers came to a service and received miracles and they were powerful. But in this season, I believe not only will we receive miracles, but we will God will use us as believers for miracles to flow through. And so we're excited that this Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Time, Bev and I will be going live here on Facebook from Miracle Valley in Arizona And we're going to be praying and believing God to unlock unusual miracles to begin to manifest in your life and my life. Our God is a miracle-working God, and He's not done doing miracles. We're taking people with us in our hearts. There's several people I've connected to this week in our own uh, connections that are suffering from cancer. We're going to be praying for them. We're going to be praying for you, and we're going to be praying for God's miracle power to be released in a supernatural manner. So we're very, very excited about that. Please share it out uh, for us. Uh, If you right now, if you'll just go ahead and hit share, this will go to your sphere of influence. And that way, hopefully many people can be watching uh, this coming Sunday evening at five o'clock central time so that we can join our faith together to ask God to release miracles into the atmosphere and into our lives in Jesus name. So we love you guys. Bless you. Thank you for spending these few moments with us. I know the camera works a little shaky. We're going down the interstate, but uh, we love you guys very much. And we'll see you Sunday, 5 p.m. Central Time from Miracle Valley, Arizona. Love you guys. Be blessed. His parents were moonshiners. And when he was a baby, they'd put alcohol in his bottle to make sure he slept while they did all their evil crimes around Arkansas. He grew up and was born again in a Methodist meeting. He became known as God's man of faith and power. His name is A. A. Allen. I'm Robert Slairdin, and this is God's Generals.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to present to you the man that God has anointed with a miracle ministry, with a sermon designed to bring help and blessing and deliverance to you, God's man of faith and power, Reverend A.A. Allen.
4: From the 8th chapter of St. John, I'm reading just one verse tonight, listen carefully, it's the 32nd verse, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you what? Well, if the truth, if God's word will make you free, why is it so millions of great people today are bound? Why do we find so many millions bound, tied, fettered, controlled, dominated by sickness, disease, sin, infirmity, deformity? It's because they have never known the truth. Now for six months he's been starving to death. Doctor says he will starve to death. They can't help him. Do you mean that my Jesus wants this man to starve to death? Do you believe it's God's will for him to starve? Oh, my Lord, as sure as God provided the word of life, the word of God that people might live spiritually, God has provided bread that he can live physically. Brother, I'm going to pray tonight. And Jesus is going to heal you. You believe it? I sure do. You believe Jesus is going to heal yes, you tonight? I do. Know. Yes, I know he will. You brought this man a long way, didn't you? From San Jose. San Jose, California, near San Francisco. How many miles is that? Oh, that's about two or three hundred yeah, miles. That's a long ways yes, to go a long to church. <laughs> He's come with his shoes on. You dressed him all up, didn't yes, you? Yes, I did. You believe he's going to get up with it? Yes, he even brought his suit because he said, "I'll bring my suit because when I come back, I'm going to wear my suit back home."
0: Hallelujah!
4: You brought his suit. He still got his robe on, though. Well, get his suit ready. I want to see what it looks like in it. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. We're going to pray. How many would like to see the power of God fall on this man? Set yes. him free and heal him right now. Do you believe it? Yes. Bring me a supper right now. Say man. Yes. Do you believe it? Too bad we don't have fried chicken, but this is all they have out there at the confession stand. Ham salad sandwich. Made for Monday. This is Sunday. You're getting this a day early, son.
0: <laughs> How
4: many believe we can eat it? Yeah. Golden State. The best. In Southern California. The devil's a liar. Did you bring him a straw? Or is he going to drink? You've got the straw. Everything's all right. Let's praise the Lord first, everybody. Oh, the devil's a
0: liar. Do you believe it tonight?
4: I said, Here's this man's dinner. The six weeks. He hasn't been able to eat anything. This is cancer of his stomach. When the food gets that poor, it comes right back up. Do what I tell you, do it again. Turn around and tell your friend by feet. Okay, when Brother Allen prays for that man, he's gonna get up, they're gonna put his suit on him, he's gonna walk home, he's gonna be able to swallow that food. Tell somebody right now. You and your home, do you believe it? If you believe God with me, hear me. God will heal you too. Jesus will set you free. God will heal you right where you are if you believe
0: God.
4: (laughs) Yes, you will. Amen. This is your moment, Yes. you're so glad. Is this your minute? Here's his bed. Oh, God, let the spirit and the power of God come on this man. Look at these four legs. My God, my God. In the name of Jesus, I curse this foul cancer. I curse this cancer. In the name of Jesus, I command this cancer die. I command this cancer die. Curse from the stomach. You devil, let this man eat. You cannot starve him to death I claim life for this man I curse this cancer in the name of Jesus Lord let these legs walk again let this body be supported again let this stomach receive food give this man strength tonight let the power of God go through him Lease him from the step this minute, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen, Papa. In the name of Jesus. I command you, get up.
0: <laughs> Come here. you better than I,
4: Here, Father Curry, sit down here. Oh. Find a seat. Now, Father, I'm going to let you pray the blessing on his dinner. Pray God's blessing on his dinner.
0: Oh, Father, you <laughs>
4: In the name of Jesus. Raise your hands up this way. He's a great God. Father, you're able to take these tumors off of this man's spine. You can move these tumors that press this spinal cord, this nerves. In the name of sort of roll him over here so I can put my hands on his back. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Cursed be the tumors on the spine. There should be the cancer of this spine. In the name of Jesus, I charge and command that it die and leave. In the name of Jesus, my God. Heal now by the power of God. Take the pain from these limbs, Lord. Take the pain from these legs. In the name of Jesus. My God for your glory. Take the pain from these limbs, touch him with your divine power, let him run like the prophet of old, let him run like Elijah Lord, in the name of Jesus, heal him, let him walk Lord, let him walk,
3: take this cancer off of his spine Jesus, heal him tonight for the power of God Lord,
4: in the name of Jesus, God's healing him, I can see it, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.
3: Young Carlos, who's been driving me around, brought me from the airport. He said, Brother Shambach, what's the greatest miracle you ever saw? I said, do you got three hours? (laughs) And I gave him the short version of it. And this is when I believe that God opened the veil and allowed me to look into the future. We were in Birmingham, Alabama, when I was with Brother Allen, and a woman brought a little boy in four years of age who was born with 26 diseases. He had no male organs on his body. He was born blind and deaf and dumb. His tongue hanged out of his mouth and lay on his chin. Both arms and legs were twisted together and matted together. The elbows penetrated into his little tummy. His knees touched the elbows and he had no feet. Clubs, you don't put shoes on clubs, you put shoes on feet. And they, Mother brought that child in I wrote the card out. I gave it to her in the afternoon service. I was preaching faith, and she was there all week long. But the card was never called. Sometimes we get in too big of a hurry. We run into church, quick, preacher, lay hands on me. Bible says lay, suddenly, lay hands suddenly on no man. Some people need to sit down and hear the word of God preached. And they need to get those preconceived opinions and them doctrines of devils that they have in their their brain. And they need to hear the unadulterated word of God that God's not dead but he's alive and he's the same today as he was yesterday. That woman sat there with that boy three services a day. She came from another city like you did. following Sunday she came after I preached in the afternoon she said brother Shambach I run out of money have you ever been there she said my boy hadn't been prayed for yet I said I refuse to apologize for the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost used brother Allen in a different way and every night he would minister but it was in a different vein and he didn't call the prayer cards but she said I've been staying in the hotel I've been eating in restaurants I've been giving in the offering three times a day and I'm down to my last $20. I've got to go home tonight. Can you do something? I said, I can do one thing. If he don't call that prayer card tonight, I'll take that boy over to his trailer house and make him lay hands on that baby. I'll get him to the man of God. And I meant that. I would have done it. I was leading the singing that night. And introduced Brother Allen, and he popped out on the stage, and he said, "We're going to receive an offering tonight quickly. It's going to be an offering of faith." Don't get nervous. I'm not going to take another one. <laughs> but I might. And when he said, "I want you to give an offering of faith." A puzzled look came on the faces of everybody, including me. I never heard him use that terminology before. And he said, now, "If you don't know what I mean by an offering of faith," he said, "I want you to give God something you can't afford to give. Because if you can afford it, there's no faith attached to it." It's logical. Never heard that expression. The first thing I saw was that little woman had the baby in her hand tossing another woman's arms and she come running she was three-fourths of the way back and she beat everybody down there he was holding the buckets and I saw that woman come running fast I mean ran three thousand people in that auditorium and she threw something in the bucket I'm on the platform I'm nosy now I jumped off that platform (laughs) and I looked in that bucket because that woman told me all she had was that twenty dollar bill and when i looked in that bucket you know what i saw in that bucket twenty dollars she's in birmingham alabama and she lives in knoxville tennessee but she wanted a miracle she needed something from god she said lord i'll walk home if you just heal my baby when i saw that 20 bill i ran behind the platform and i cried like a baby I said, oh, God, I've been trying to teach that woman faith all week. But I said, oh, God, give me faith like that woman's God. I don't know whether I could do that. You don't know whether you can do it unless you're in a similar situation. That man of God received the offering, started preaching. He wasn't 15 minutes into that service when all of a sudden he said, he said, I see a big building. I said, oh, Lord, here we go on another trip. (laughs) This is how God used it. He said, it's a big old white building. I'm sitting there unmoved because I hear it all the time. He said, I'm inside the building now. And he said, oh, there's no doubt where I am. He said, I hear all them babies crying. It's the maternity ward in this hospital. He said a little baby was born he said i see 12 doctors around him he said that little baby was born with 12 14 21 20 26 major diseases and when he said that i sat up and i said my god tonight's that baby's night tonight's that baby's night He said, the doctor said the baby wouldn't live to see its first birthday. But he said, the doctor's wrong. He said, that baby's approaching four. He said, I see mother stuffing a suitcase. She's going on a trip. Another lady's with her. Put the baby in a bassinet. It's in the back seat of an old Ford. He said, I see the Tennessee-Alabama border. He said, that car's pulling in on the parking lot. He said, lady, you're here tonight. Bring me your baby now. God's going to give you 26 miracles. Now. Not tomorrow, Benny. Now. God's going to give you 26 miracles. That little woman brought that baby. Four years of age, put it in the man of God's hands, and he started to walk back and forth on that platform. I leaped from my seat and walked with him. 3,000 people stood to their feet. He said, I want everybody to close your eyes and pray with me. I said, not me, mister. I'm going to watch this one. I've been waiting all week for this. Don't you all look so sanctified. You're just like I am. You want to see something too? (laughs) And I'm standing there right next to him. And the first thing I saw was that tongue laying on the chin, snapped like a rubber band. (laughs) And it went in his mouth for the first time in four years. Those little blind eyes, you didn't know whether they were blue or brown or what color they were because it was nothing but milky, solid milk. You knew the boy was blind, couldn't see. But I saw two whirlpools in those eyes. And all of a sudden, you could see brand new blue eyes coming through the milky-colored condition. Are you listening to me? I'm talking about a God that's not dead, but a God that's alive. Thank God for his anointing. The next thing I saw was those arms and legs began to snap simultaneously as they kicked out for the first time. Standing there in front of those people, there's no shoes on clubs. Those clubs were there. But I saw God create Feet on that little boy's legs. I saw, I used to buy my children. We used to buy them silly putty. When they were kids. I don't know whether they have that now or not. But they used to make things out of that stuff. And it just looked like God was using silly putty. To put a foot on the end of that boy's body. People's hands were raised. Some were fall fallen under the power. Some that didn't go down, fell down. I mean, we knew we were in the presence of an awesome God. Faith had nothing to do with this. This was God working in the midst of his people. This was a sovereign act of God. Mama standing over here on this side of the platform with her hands raised, tears streaming down her face. He put the child down. This boy never saw his mama, never spoke, never walked, never talked. And when he put that boy down, he took his first little steps. And when he saw mama, he ran after her. I'm running after him. He leaped into his mama's arms, wrapped his arms around her, and I heard him say his first words, mama, 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 mama. Twelve wheelchairs. You in wheelchairs, listen to me. You that are watching by television, I want you to hear it. Twelve wheelchairs on this side of the platform. Like a sergeant commanded all twelve of them to stand at attention. All twelve stood up at one time. And they walked out of those wheelchairs. Some spinal cords were broken. Severed because of motorcycle accidents. 3,000 people watching what was taking place. And all of a sudden, like a maestro leading a great chorus, every eye went to the stretcher case. 13, 14 stretchers on this side, like they knew what was going to happen. Everybody in those wheelchairs got up and walked out totally healed. And While we're standing on the platform, people began to file down the aisle. Back in those days, in 1957, the hearing aids were like transistor radios. They were pulling them out of their ears and out of their pockets where they had them, and there were two dozen of them laying on the platform. They didn't need them any longer. People started taking glasses off and laying them on the platform. Every cane, every crutch, and every walker They were bringing them down, walking normally. They were healed while they were seated out there. I always say nobody laid hands on them, but somebody did lay hands on them. It was the nail-scarred hand of Calvary that night. Can you shout amen? Hallelujah. I said "Hallelujah." hallelujah. Here comes a half a dozen people with different parts of the congregation, six white canes with six inches of red at the bottom, totally blind, and their eyes popped open. Women lost four and five dress sizes when tumors just disappeared. Every person in the building was healed. Every person was healed. A divine, sovereign act of God. And people ask me, why, how, why and how did it happen like that? I can't but have one answer. That God lifted the veil to show me what he's going to do in this last day. Oh, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It's not going to be two out of ten or three out of seven. It's not going to be eight out of ten, but I believe we're living in the day when everybody's going to get healed by the power of God. No man will take glory for it, but it will be God working through his people. You are the anointed ones of God. Can you raise your hands and shout amen?
1: This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280
2: or at our website, wordalive.org.
4: This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.